The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What up? It's Riled Up on the Cowboys with your man R-Dub3, Roy White, and my esteemed co-host Tom Ryle at Tom Ryle BTB on Twitter for those of you following along. Make sure you check out all the great content at Blog and the Boys. Of course, this podcast powered by the Blog and the Boys Network and more specifically SB Nation. So big thanks to them. And, you know, it's Thursday. Uh, Thursday of free agency week. And a lot of things are already going down, Tom. Uh, Really, it officially began 24 hours ago there on the 17th. But as we all know, the negotiating window opens on the 15th on Monday. And at that point, players are free to go ahead and agree to deals as they have and as they will. And so, Or as we like to say, they're able to talk about the deals they secretly got lined up with their agents already. (laughs) Well, and it's funny because I always – thought that there might be an opportunity where a team might say, Hey, um, so-and-so agreed to this deal on Monday. They can't officially sign it till Wednesday. And you know what? We might be willing to pay more than that. Let's make a call. Um, Yeah. But I'm not too sure that hasn't happened in the past at times. Somebody swooped back in, but I, I don't know for sure. It just seems to me I've heard of something like that, but. That could just be bad memory. Well, I wonder. I'm just interested to know why it maybe hasn't played out in social media yet, right? Because, yes, those conversations are undoubtedly happening behind the scenes, right? Agent of said player is calling as many teams as have shown any interest and saying, this is the offer. Can you beat it? But I'm, I'm still interested or curious to know if, you know, there are any teams that have looked at a deal that has been signed or been agreed to and thought, you know what? I might be able to beat that. And um, I guess that leads us directly into where the Cowboys are because it looks like there have been some juicy deals that have been signed and inked uh, that Cowboys fans might have been interested in. But so far, the Cowboys, by and large, have not been very active on the market. So to recap what they have done up to this point, as of this recording on Wednesday night, uh, they have re-signed several pieces of of the Cowboys team from the last year I I wouldn't say key pieces but they are pieces uh CJ Goodwin the cornerback obviously brought back uh by the Dallas Cowboys Jordan Lewis just signed a deal this evening uh again Wednesday night 
for three years and up to $16.5 million. Mm -hmm. So good little deal for him. Uh, obviously, they saw Chidabe Awuzie sign with the Cincinnati Bengals. Hopefully, they're expecting to get a comp pick back from that. And maybe, you know, to me, what might have been the most optimistic signing of their move so far, and that is the signing of swing tackle Ty Nishak. So what – which of those items, if you would like to start, um, of course, they did resign two wide receivers as well, Noah Brown and Cedric Wilson. Can't forget about those yeah. two. The wide receiver room, uh, basically running it back from 2020, which. Oh, know, and, and they also uh, tendered Antoine Woods, too. Yes, gave him the original round tender, I believe, mm -hmm. uh, and he's going to make about $2 million this season. Um, and then the move that also happened this week, as you wrote about, the punter. Uh, not, yep. uns not surprisingly, but no. uh, Chris Jones gets cut. They save $2 million. Bing, bang, boom. Uh, Nieswander, Nieswander is uh, yes. going to have an opportunity to take the job. Yeah, Hunter. Yeah, um, and uh, that, that, was, that seemed to be a no-brainer since they both had them on, on, under contract. Uh, Nieswander just came in and did a, a really excellent job. And Jones has been, besides the injury problem, he, he's been having – his performance has just kind of declined in the past handful of seasons after he had some really good years for the Cowboys. Um, and he was having trouble staying healthy. I think uh, not just his injury last year. I think he had some problems in, in 19 as well with uh, some, some – uh, injury issues that were hampering a little bit. So that was one that I thought would actually have been one of their first moves. I'm not sure why they did it right like an hour before the uh, start of the new league year and the, the beginning of free agency. That was just an, an odd bit of timing that I, I want to read something into. I just can't really find anything to read there because they had uh, somewhere over 15 million in cap space. Uh, at that point to work with, which, you know, seems to be what they need at the moment. And, uh, you know, we're just, we're just waiting to see for the rest of the uh, rest of the, the shoes to drop out there because uh, we all know that the Cowboys slow play free agency. They're not looking to sign any big dollar ones. Um, and there've been some big, you know, big deals. I mean, Andy Dalton went for 10 million, uh, and is off uh, to play with the Chicago Bears, where I think he actually helps them. I don't know why they said that the odds for the the Bears making it to the Super Bowl dropped with him, because I think he's going to bring them more to the table than Trubisky. Uh, that's just me, uh, but you know, I, I wish him well up there. Uh, I saw somebody saying, "Oh, Andy Dalton playing outdoors." I'm like. Hey, Cincinnati didn't have no dome. He knows how to play in that weather. <laughs> He's used to the cold and everything. So, um, you know, the, and that's going to be a nice comp pick back for the Cowboys, I believe. Yeah, I wonder if uh, the odds makers maybe had some insight into what the offer was that was being made by the Chicago Bears to Seattle. And maybe they thought that was going to be enough. Uh, I think the rumor was uh, three first-round picks, a third, yeah. and potentially two starters, although we don't know their names. But yeah. that was the offer on the table from the Bears to Seattle for Russell Wilson. Seattle turned it down. So 
Um, an interesting sidebar of what's going on in NFL free agency. They couldn't get that deal done. So, hey, uh, you bring in a guy who I think at least can provide you with an upgrade at that position. And, He's a capable starter, yeah. And, yeah, and give and the Cowboys it's... a comp pick back, which is something that I, I did point out in the original signing of Andy Dalton. I thought it was a good signing just for that reason alone. I believed if you yeah. well enough to garner a, you know, arguable starter salary, $10 million, not, not really starter salary in this day and age, but it's not really backup salary either. Uh, it's no. kind of, we'll give you a shot salary. And at that rate, it doesn't really matter what the salary is for. It just matters that the value will bring the Cowboys a comp pick as a result. So yeah. that's good business by the Cowboys. Uh, you know, I think while we might've liked to see him come back, a lot of Cowboys fans feel that you maybe have something there in Garrett Gilbert. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously not something to the effect of taking Dak Prescott's job. No one's suggesting that, like some did about Andy Dalton yeah. and what he might do. But <laughs> that's, a, that's a serviceable backup, in my opinion, and, and a backup that maybe could win you a game if uh, Dak Prescott is forced to miss a few. Um, having said all that, right, we look at the Cowboys' moves, and I think over the – grand scheme of things Mm -hmm. we know that they're not going to be the big spenders in free agency Mm -hmm. it's been a long time since they've been that in fact when i think about the times that they've spent over 10 million dollars per season on Mm -hmm. a player in free agency only a handful of names can even come to my mind Mm -hmm. um it's been a while greg hardy was 10 million dollars as kind of a, a throwaway opportunity. Um, yeah. Maybe they could take that same type of chance again with a Jadavion Clowney, not saying that the two have anything close to the same type of baggage, but similar perhaps in the type of value they could garner in this free agent period. Wanted to see, though, what your take was relative to what the Cowboys have done and the rest of the division, Right. I certainly believe that the Cowboys have performed better in free agency thus far in the limited action that we've seen than either the Giants or the Eagles simply because the Eagles have failed to get off the couch and Giants have only found themselves losing a pair of starters in Zeitler, their offensive tackle, and in Williams. Um, In addition to that, you know, you you look at who they may be negotiating with. Kenny Galladay is on their radar. And that's a deal that could get done when the two sides meet later this week. But outside of that, even with that, I wouldn't say they're making a whole lot of headway. There is one team, though. There is one team, Tom, that I have some concerns about. And they are the team that won the division a year ago. The Mm. Washington football team has undoubtedly gotten better than they were on paper in 2020. Do you agree? I would say so far because, uh, you know, they've um, – quarterback is an open question if they got better or not there. Oh, you um, think so? See, that's the one I feel like I'm sure about, that mm-hmm. they got better. I'm not saying they got great. I'm not saying that they got a top ten guy. Yeah. But they were throwing out Dwayne Haskins for half of the season last year. And Ryan yeah. Fitzpatrick, at his worst, is better than Dwayne Haskins. At his yes. best, is better than Alex Smith. Yeah, but his best tends to be for a little over a third of a season, maybe. 
so I, you know, I don't know. I think uh, he alone means that they're not going to be a runaway favorite by any means. And, you know, I just think the Cowboys are in so much stronger shape at QB1 than anybody in their division. You have to still be looking at them. But they're certainly doing some work to try and, and put some pieces in place around him, too. And they did do that. Uh, signed Speedy Curtis Samuel, uh, former college teammate of Terry McLaurin. They both played together at Ohio State. I thought they got him on a reasonable deal, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe it was three years for $35 million. I may be overstating that a bit, but three mm-hmm. years for 35 for, you know, a, a talented speedster pairing him up with a quarterback that can actually get the ball downfield, pairing him up opposite of another talented speedster in McLaurin. And then the other side of it, Tom, I think they've made arguably the best defensive signing of free agency in bringing in William Jackson, the third, stealing him away from the Cincinnati Bengals and adding another guy to what is the strength and the identity of that football team still Right, yep. even including the offensive weaponry of Samuel and uh, an upgrade potentially with Ryan Fitzpatrick, everyone would agree that the Washington football team is still built on the strength of their defense, and they just made that strength a little bit better. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting uh, contest. You know, if if Dak is there the whole way, uh, that's going to be an interesting matchup in in the division. I think they're the only team that has much chance of uh, slowing the Cowboys down on paper again. You know, it's all right now on paper, but, um, you know, you have to kind of look back. That's why the, uh, uh, is it Nitschke? I don't know if we're quite sure on how Ty pronounces his last name there, uh, uh, the new swing tackle. Um, Yeah, I probably totally butchered it, I have to admit. Yeah, I'm just guessing myself because that's, not a name that you hear discussed around a lot uh, in, in anything where you can actually listen to it, but I'm sure we'll learn before too long, but they are taking some real steps to make sure they don't have the uh, collapse on the offensive line they had last year, which I think is very important because it's going to be the, the Cowboys offense is what's going to get it done for them. If they're going to win games next year, um, so it's, it's good to see they've got a quality swing tackle. Uh, the two guys, in, you know, Brandon Knight and Terrence Steele, had got a lot of experience. Uh, so it's going to be, to me, it's going to be interesting to see how that's all going to shake out in the end. And I don't think that closes the door on them getting a, a, a tackle with a premium pick in the draft either. So. Uh, I think they're really looking to make sure they don't face that nightmare scenario again, which is encouraging to me. It's what I think they need to do. Well, no question about it. You you can't be without Tyron and Leo Collins to begin the year. We kind of, well, I guess, you know, I guess maybe you could based on what Dak was able to do offensively, but you wouldn't want to, right? No, Ideally, you know. uh, in an ideal world, that is not the scenario that you want to find yourselves in. So, I, I do agree with you, ultimately, that the difference in quarterback between the Cowboys and the rest of the division, and specifically the, the Washington football team, 
it is significant and so yes. significant that I would still have the Cowboys in the driver's seat. But we are constantly reminded in this great game that it is not just about the quarterback versus the quarterback that determines who wins a football game. If it was, then Patrick Mahomes would be the champion of the NFL for the next decade. Um, yes. Aaron Rodgers would have won five titles, right? Mm -hmm. But that is not necessarily the way it goes. And when you have a quarterback who's on a $12 million salary or $15 million salary as Ryan Fitzpatrick is, you can start to have that conversation about whether a B minus quarterback at a $15 million salary is more valuable than an A plus quarterback at a $40 million salary. Yeah. It, it's like, it's all the moving parts uh, that come in, you know, um, and b before we go on, don't forget we swapped out long snappers too. So that was a that was a uh, a little bit of sadness for me to see LP uh, not be brought back and get the new. Now guy I did that see that. I thought LP was given an extension not too long ago. No. Did I? No, no, did he was not... on a one year. Did contract. I see that incorrectly? Been... Yeah, LP's been on one year contracts for a long time, uh, and they brought in uh, Jake McQuaid. Uh, okay. who, of course, used to work with a Fossil back at his last stop. So, All right. Well, yeah, um, shed but, a tear but, for LP. That is a long, the longest-standing Dallas Cowboy now uh, off the football team. So, yeah, that's, I suppose, a little bit of a sad one. But let's be honest, outside of, you know, the interesting fact that he had been around for as long as he had been, there was nothing that he was doing that was – jumping out on tape or on paper in any capacity. Am I yeah, wrong in he just, that? He just never made a mistake long snapping. But then my understanding is McQuaid is the same. He doesn't miss blow his snaps. And that's all you ask from a long snapper. You just, you just, it's a position you have to have, you know, a guy who can make two separate precision snaps because the snap to the, the uh, place kicker is different than the snap to the punter and you have to be able to get those right every time or you put your uh, team in a terrible position. So yeah, that's just one I want to make sure we included then for the people, but yeah, overall, I think we're still waiting to see what's really going to happen with the Cowboys because, you know, like I said, they, they need to get a nose tackle uh, or at least someone that can help with the run on the defensive line. I think they're still going to be looking to sign someone. They're just obviously not willing to get into it early and what they think of as overpay for the position. Uh, they probably still need to get one more cornerback uh, because they, when they re-signed Lewis, they basically signed a slot cornerback. Uh, they've got their CB1 in uh, Trayvon Diggs. Uh, Anthony Brown is probably better a slot corner or anything else. Uh, I don't think there's much question about that. Uh, so he will probably become a depth player at some point. I would not be surprised to see them come up with another corner to pair with uh, Diggs um, in the traditional cornerback positions. Um, just not sure how much they're willing to invest in it, but I think that's what's going on is they're trying to negotiate something. They've probably, you know, maybe got uh, someone targeted. Uh, we were talking, I think uh, Demontre Casey is a guy named that's 
cropped up according to the Dallas Morning News that they're interested in. Uh, and they also need a probably a, a safety. Uh, Keanu Neal has been mentioned, although apparently several teams have uh, have him uh, have some interest in him. So we're I don't probably. Think gonna... any, I will say I don't think there's any reason to be hasty on safety because there are mm-hmm. a slew of them out there. And yeah, uh, there's there's a lot of players now. I think where you're getting that there's not glaring differences out there. So you kind of figure which one your staff kind of likes the best and then figure out if you can get them at a price you want, which is kind of the Cowboys way and has been for a long time. One quick note uh, on the new offensive tackle, the swing tackle. Ty, I'm reading from Pro Football Reference, Ty Enseki. 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 is not one that I would have guessed or had on my uh, had on my picture board. So that's an interesting one. Um, also of note uh, in regards to the Washington football team, they did sign running back Lamar Miller, a veteran on a one-year deal. They also signed an offensive tackle by the name of David Sharp. So just in terms of getting off the block in free agency, I think the Washington football team doing the best job of it in the yeah. NFC East. Not to yeah. say, though, that the Cowboys don't have rooms for options uh, available to them. So coming up here, Tom, you and I will get into exactly what we would like to see the Cowboys do in a segment we are going to call, What Would You Like to See the Cowboys Do? <laughs> coming up next here on Riled Up with uh, Tom Ryle and myself, Roy White, on the Blog of the Boys podcast network. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. So we're back on a Thursday, riled up with you as we bring it to you every Thursday, brought to you by our friends at SB Nation. And of course, hit that subscribe button on the Blogging the Boys podcast network Download the podcast anywhere uh, that you get your podcast, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, you know the drill. Uh, And if you're listening, you probably know how to do that as well. So we've seen the Washington football team, Tom, get out way ahead of the Cowboys here in free agency, but we know that's not the Cowboys MO. They like to wait uh, and, and try to be patient and pick their spots. Real quickly, just on that philosophy, do you think they can ever really address the significant needs they have on the defensive side of the ball by taking this approach 
Do you think they could actually ever find themselves lucky enough to sign two, three, or even four defensive starters as some media members have suggested they're quote-unquote looking for while they're also bargain bin shopping? It's it's kind of a long shot. Um, I, I, I believe that their philosophy and it was something that, that was expressed specifically this way back in the Jason Garrett era. They don't really tend to repeat those things now, but I think it's still in, in intact. They want to plug the glaring holes so that they aren't feeling that need pressure when they go into the draft so that they can have more of a pure approach to the draft, so to speak, uh, where they're looking at how their, their board is actually stacked up and they aren't having to push themselves to a corner uh, at 10, which is a lot of people think they should go there. But there's also a lot of people who say, you know, even the best corners that are available really aren't top 10 draft picks. Uh, and we're going to have a lot of talent pushed down because everyone keeps saying, I can't remember who it was, but one of the, it might've been Schefter, but uh, some, some, one of the fairly well-known names out there in NFL Twitter was saying, there's going to be four quarterbacks taken in the first seven picks. And they were just saying, you know, book it it's going to happen i think it could be four in the first five to be honest with you depending on what type of trade-ups happen right yeah and there could be a could be a fifth guy winds up somebody has to make a desperation move yeah i don't know uh and is how many teams are really going to be desperate i mean you've got you know you know that the houston texans have kind of a mess they just who do they just sign they just they sign someone to come in um uh, in case something doesn't work out tyrod taylor and i yeah, don't I, think i was wanting to say that was tyrod i wasn't sure yeah 12 and a half million dollars that's more than just again that's more than backup money yeah it's pretty uh you know it's more than dalton got so uh they may be actually planning on him having to start because maybe Watson would even sit out. I just, I don't know what's going to happen there. Um, But would they be willing to take a shot? You know, the Seahawks have kind of a bad situation with Russell Wilson. He's not happy. Uh, There's just a lot of unsettled things going on with quarterbacks and a lot of teams are going to be looking for them. And yet, so you sign somebody that's, uh, you know, you've picked them up. They're they're not really starter caliber, but like you said, maybe if you've got the right team around them, they can help take your team somewhere. But then you get the opportunity to grab a quarterback that you'd really like. Yeah, it's it's going to be it's going to be a fascinating time in the draft. But the Cowboys not being in the quarterback market now, I have to look at who's going to come down to them. Who's going to get pushed back? And you have to start getting interested in, in how they're going to approach that. But, you know, that'll be for talking later. We need to talk, go back on the free agency thing because, you know, I'm still, you know, I still very much want to see the nose tackle. I want to see the cornerback. I want to see him get a safety just so they've got some, some more help back there. Uh, 
and they might, you know, they lost Joe Thomas to free agency, so they might be looking for a linebacker to pick up and bring in too. Uh, you know, they seem to have a lot of faith in Jalen Smith and Leighton Vanderish. Uh, for what okay. reason, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, let's see what happens. And when I, they're players that can be quite good. It's just they certainly weren't last year. They there seem to be there's some kind of an issue. Will Dan Quinn come in and fix it? I don't know. So do you sign an insurance policy? And you have to remember that when you're signing free agencies under their philosophy, you have to have the fallback of, well, okay, if they don't work out, we got to be willing to bite the bullet and just write it off and accept whatever dead money and bonuses that were paid off. And so I can actually see the argument there. If you're signing someone because you've got to have the whole field in case the, the draft just absolutely falls apart on you and nothing lines up the way you want it to, um, then you want to have players that can keep you afloat. But if the draft lines up right, you have to be willing to say, okay, thank you very much. Uh, enjoy the money you made for us. Hoping sign on somewhere else. Thank you. Bye. And it's, you know, that's the harsh side of the business, but it's something I really think they need to consider. So I want to see them get some things done and I would like to see them get it done by the end of the weekend. Uh, just because I don't want to get into the real bottom of the barrel scraping stuff. I want them to go in while there's still some, some decent options out there. Uh, I think they've waited a little too long in the past, gotten a little too cute or just decided they liked the guy they shouldn't have liked, which, you know, can happen. Um, uh, you know, last year showed us that there's, there can be problems. Uh, you know, uh, we saw what happened with Don Terry Poe and ha ha Clinton Dix, you know, they, they brought them in and they just weren't what they thought they were. Uh, so I, I'd ha if you're going with a one year rental, because that's what I think they're looking for primarily now is one year rentals, uh, partly because that's, you know, just what they're with the hope of filling in in the draft. That's really all you need. Um, so, you know, somebody like an Andy Dalton who you just need for that one time and you don't have to worry about keeping them, but uh, you know, you don't want to go with somebody that's too far over the hill. Like Don Terry Poe apparently was and Clinton Dix was you want to get somebody that's still got some mileage left on the clock. So, you know, you don't want to have, have bring in somebody that just is on their last legs. Uh, well, to that, uh, to that point then, is there anybody out there that you still feel like the Cowboys could make a significant splash with that's available? Um, I got a couple names that we have discussed previously on this program. Uh, one in particular, right after the Super Bowl, I said Indomitian uh, Sue would make for a very interesting mm. signing for the Dallas Cowboys. He is not signed as of this recording. Um, another potential yeah. name there, Gerald McCoy, who the Cowboys may want to take another look at and try to run it back with him. 
I think a lot of us felt like, unlike Poe and Ha Ha Clinton Dix, he was going to potentially be a guy that we would have felt very good about had he been able to stay healthy. But once he got injured and was done for the season, he became kind of an out of sight, out of mind type of player. Yeah, that's a. I'll I'll be frank. I don't like to think about Sue too much because I would like that too much. Uh, I think that would be a great signing. I'm not sure what it would cost, but you just know that you, the Cowboys have so rarely done something you really really liked that you don't even feel it's in the cards. Yeah, they're just I I just don't have a good feeling about them wanting to go that way. But I don't want to give up hope entirely. Uh, I think he, I think he could come in and just would solidify the the defensive line and not keep them from still drafting someone else. But I think he would be a great addition there. I think he's got enough left. Uh, you know, it you know might be just like the Cowboys to have got him after his last good year. But I'm hoping it wouldn't happen again to them. So. We really, you know, that would really be a good one. McCoy, I don't know. The fact that we haven't heard much, uh, you know, we don't know. Are they are they not trying to bring him back because they've got ideas about going elsewhere? Or is he looking around and trying to decide what he wants to do? Um, I had a feeling that the uh, the two sides were on good terms after it happened. Uh, that, you know, he stayed in Dallas. He helped mentor uh, Neville Gallimore. I don't know. Uh, if they did either one of those, I'd feel a lot be- better about the uh, defensive line. Um, I just don't know. You know, they, they kind of missed on a couple things. I think they might have, they might should have taken a better look at, like uh, Malcolm Brown, for instance, or something. But now I'm just, you know, we're just waiting to see what they've got out there. And like you said, when you get into corners and safeties, there's so many names floating around out there, uh, which could arguably be uh, an improvement for them. So it's just, you know, we're just going to see. I just don't want them to wait too long, like I said. Well, if they do wait too long, then they may wind up with a guy that – a lot of Cowboys fans have thrown the name out there many, many times in the past. Never really ended up here, but would Snacks Harrison, uh, who spent some time last year in Seattle, wound up with Green Bay, played about uh, 15 snaps or so in their playoff game, their playoff loss to the Buccaneers. But for the most part was the run-stopping specialist that he's kind of always been in his career. Would that do anything for you? Or are you thinking we're we're past the snacks train at this point? I could see giving it a shot. It wouldn't crush me at all to see him give it a try. I'd be a little nervous that he might be another Poe situation, but you know, I'm certainly not an expert on where he is and you know how much he can still bring to the field. But yeah, that wouldn't bother me especially if it turns out to be a really uh cost effective deal uh like i mean um uh, they got a great deal on him 
you know, and so if they could find, you know, some, you know, a couple more players like that, it would be, it would be good yeah. to see them, you know, get some hopeful banging for the buck and have them actually work out. But it's just hard to say, you know, we're, we're talking about so many ifs and ands and maybes. I, I just want to see what they've got. So maybe next time around we can sit down and really start talking about the, the new bodies that they've signed. Well, let's be honest. It's, it's probably going to be unlikely that there are even any tie and Seki's out there from a comp standpoint, right? We're talking about a 35 year old who yeah. in a lot of people's minds is still considered to be a, a solid offensive tackle, a swing tackle. He's an yes. Arlington native. So yep. there's something to the idea that he's coming home for kind of his swan song of his NFL career, but still serviceable. Yep. There aren't a lot of 35-year-olds out of this market, Tom, that I consider to even be serviceable options. Yeah, um, and but, offensive linemen tend to, tend to last longer in the league than just about anybody else anyhow, so – well, you make yeah, sure you, you don't. You, we're gonna run that back a, whenever we find out Tyron Smith uh, is finally hanging it up. Yeah, but he's got a lot of years under his belt too. Don't forget, he start he started when he was twenty. You know, that's that's wild to be coming out and just you know tearing it up as a NFL player, and you can't even legally go buy a drink at a bar. <laughs> no question. Although I bet he had plenty buying for him. So that to me, I, I suppose, is a slight preview of what the Cowboys may do uh offensively i don't see really any additions being made outside of addressing that offensive line so hopefully center is on the horizon um as maybe a backup position that they they can find some value in uh obviously they figured out the swing tackle approach might want to get another tackle in there for depth purposes um and maybe you know whichever position they can kind of fill up from a depth standpoint guard or tackle you know, maybe you experiment some more at letting Zach Martin play that position if if you need him, if you need him. Because to me, you know, the value of a great player at the guard position versus a great player at the tackle position I don't think is really that comparable. I think if you can get him at the tackle position, you'd probably take it 10 times out of 10. Yeah. Um, so we'll take a look at, at what the Cowboys are doing from a free agency standpoint defensively. Obviously, brought some pieces back again. C.J. Goodwin, 70% of the special team snaps a season ago, led the team in that regard. Doesn't play a lot on the defensive end, so I wouldn't even consider him, you know, a, a cornerback depth position player type. Uh, he, more so, I, again, of a special I team. Will mit- I will mention about Goodwin, though. They used him to spy on the quarterback uh, in a game or two. And he may have some potential for that, uh, you know, just when they're up against a, uh, a Lamar Jackson, a, Kyler Murray stopper. Yes. Yeah. I think that might be something that may be in the back of their minds for keeping him around. So, yeah, I thought he was a good, he, he's just so good on special teams. You need some core special teamers. I thought he was a good signing for them. Last two names I'll leave you with Adore Jackson who was just released by the Tennessee Titans, and Malcolm Butler, who was also ceremoniously, unceremoniously released by that same team in Tennessee. Either of those names uh, prior to, right, once kind of highly touted draft picks, Jackson, a former first-round draft pick, um, and, of course, Malcolm Butler, a former Super Bowl MVP or Super Bowl winner, I suppose. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, if they're on their radar, like I said, I just, I wish I knew who they were talking to. Everybody does, but uh, yeah, I could see both of those would kind of get the fires uh, turned up a little bit. I think that would be, you know, a little bit more aggressive than we're used to seeing, which could be a good thing in and of itself. Well, as we always do with the Dallas Cowboys, it's fun to get excited when free agency comes around, but in most cases, they're going to make us wait it out just a little bit. So by this time next week, Tom, hopefully you and I will have the ability to sink our teeth into some game film of these guys, get a look at, at some of the impact that might be coming to the Cowboys locker room. But for now, we will have to just deal with what we do have available to us and unfortunately be jealous of the other team that just won the division a season ago outside of their quarterback position because just yeah. about everywhere else – think I'd take them. Uh, I think I might. So with that, another Thursday edition of Riled Up. We'll be back with you guys next week. Again, click that blog and the boys subscribe button. Gets you all the podcasts from us six days a week. We're doing it now on the blog and the boys network all the way up until the NFL draft. For Tom Ryle at Tom Ryle BTB, I'm Roy White at RW3 on Twitter. Make sure to follow us. Hit the uh, like button and give us a shout if you got any thoughts on what you heard on the podcast. We'll see you next week. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.